Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings and welcome into the Wacom Preps podcast. This is episode 120, and it's a special coaches edition. I'm Rylan Spencer. Along with me, as always, Tyler Anderson of Wacom Preps. Tyler, how are we doing? Doing great, man. This is going to be awesome. Uh, you know, good to talk to Coach Terps. I've known Terp forever. I remember watching him as a kid. So this is this is going to be really, really cool. I'm excited to pick his brain a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of an intro here. Whatcom County legend, Linden Christian legend, Orange City, Iowa legend, 2005 Northwestern College Hall of Fame inductee, and new Linden Christian head football coach, Greg Terpstra. Coach, how are we doing? Good. Who you been talking to? That's a pretty nice intro, man. <laughs> well, we always try to juice people up a little bit more than we probably should, but, you know, we want to give the credit. I mean, legend, 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 Hall of Fame. You can't deny that. So, um, coach, I think you, they just, I think they just do that to get a little bit more money kicked back their way. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's why I graduated high school. They were just trying to get, you know, get me out of there and then hope that I can get into the alumni association. Uh, coach, you're 90, 1992 graduate of uh, Linden Christian. When you hear when you hear new head football coach of Lennon Christian, what goes through your mind? Um, chills, honestly. I it was something that um, I never really had to be, but something that I always dreamed if that could happen, it would be awesome. So now, I, I'm just really honored. I'm I'm floored by the opportunity, and um, I think my path was was one that was scoped out for me by someone a little greater than me and, and knew what he was doing. Yeah. Everything uh, seems to always lead back to home at some point too. Um, Northwestern college, 2005 hall of fame inductee. You had four great years there. Um, do you still follow the, uh, the Raiders of Northwestern college? Yeah. Yeah. They went to the championship game again. Uh, they're a, they're a pretty good looking outfit. They they're pretty dynamic. Um, they're scoring 50, 60 a game. It seems like every time I look up, uh, just really proud of that program. I know that, uh, Dykstra kid went out there to play and a couple others, Gatterman and, uh, Simon anchor. And I know they've really bought into it. Some of them haven't lasted the whole time, but yeah, it's quite a juggernaut and, and they're very consistent because they always beat Dort college. <laughs> oh, that's the, uh, that's the rival there, huh? Uh, well, I, I don't know. Can you call it a rival if Dort's never won? Whoa. That's <laughs> no, you can't. Right I mean, 
I don't know. I'd have to ask the Huskies about Oregon. That you know, they haven't really beaten them uh, a lot in the last what twenty years almost now. Um, yeah, so I'm reading your bio there. It's a 2005 Hall of Fame inductee bio. I'm looking it over and I see career record while you were at NWC of 30, 12, and one. And I went one. So I decided to look it up. 1992, seven to seven against Doan. Do you remember that game? Doan. They are just the bane of our existence. You know, <laughs> they they could lose to a team that we beat by 20 and they could lose to them by 40 and they'd come back and either beat us or a tie or something like that. Yeah. That, they were a bee in our bonnet. Um, but yeah, there, there were some awesome games out there. It was, it was, it was, I was very blessed because the Linden Christian experience was a high school experience. I could never wish for more from, um, but going to Northwestern, it was kind of like Linden Christian you know, out there, the two towns, Orange City and Sioux Center, where Dort Northwestern are, it's like taking Linden, chopping it in half, moving it seven miles apart and putting a college in each town and having all the same stubborn Dutchmen who just can't get along and hate each other in a loving Christian way. And then they just want to smash each other. And so we had a great following um, to all of our away games and so on. It, it was just I really cherished it. Were there, you know, were there a uh, lot of other guys from Linden when you were there? Because I know there's like there's four on the roster right now that we saw. So were there other guys from Linden or even Linden Christian, I guess? Yeah. Simon Timmermans was a lineman from LC that went there. And then Brian Foote, who was a receiver at for Linden, who is also my neighbor. He ended up being my roommate for a year out there. Yeah. Oh, oh, shut up. I know we're all related and we all know each other. <laughs> he doesn't even know me, Tyler. He already knows. He already knows my jokes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but we, we, we had a great time. Uh, yeah. Brian came home early. Simon stuck it out and we just had a great time. Then my brother, two years later, came out and played with us and Brian Mathias, who was a great player. And we yeah. just had a ball. Yeah. You know, your brother, you know, you know, what a, you didn't get to play with him your senior year. He was had an injury, right, in, in high school. No, uh, well, the injury came late in that, um, I think, at his senior year. We, he was our holder for varsity. Okay. He'll, he'll always always remind me of that. We were playing <laughs> Eatonville, Bobby Luck, and over at Sparks. And yep. to uh, get us over them, we had to kick a field goal. And my future was in Grant's hands. And uh, tells me that's a good spot for my future to be but you know I'm hoping that if I'm the head coach at LC that maybe some people won't just say oh you're the other brother when they ask hey are you the Navy SEAL I go no sixth grade school teacher you know no I mean he was you know he was a a little little different you're probably the more athletic one but he was you know quarterback and kind of the you know the like the tough guy, I, you know, and it's a guy that I, but he, but what did he play in college? Was he like a defensive back or something like that? He came in as a quarterback. Yeah. Um, there were a couple starters my year. So two years ahead of him. And then he had a couple others to compete with. And he decided he'd switch to receiver just to That's get right. on the field a little quicker. Yeah. He did a real good job there. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was a guy that he was a senior my freshman year. So to see him, you know, at field level, it was something 
pretty, pretty fun to watch. And, you know, and I, one thing I noticed about both of you from watching your film and watching him was as punt returners, it's like this weird knack of having patience. Like you catch the ball and you're just kind of, you're just kind of moving back and forth as guys are going by you. And then you decide to go. And that's gotta be just like a God given thing. Right. I mean, you're or not taught to do that. Or it's being slow witted. I don't know. One of the two. <laughs> I, I'll say that I, a punt returner has to love to punt return. Yeah. Um, we, I went on to be a punt returner and kick returner at Northwestern, even like right away as a freshman. And I, I don't know, it's just a, a weird kind of maybe sick sort of love for that kind of thing. And um, our, our special teams coach was really good. We had two guys deep always on the punt return. We always crossed. Mm-hmm. And for three years in a row, we had the, the best return average for the nation on that. It was, it, was, it was one of us one year, the other guy the other year, you know, back and forth. It was a great little return. But in college, they kicked it far enough where you could set one up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little different. I mean, you know, trying to catch a punt from Ty Harrison that goes 20 yards, but it goes 80 yards up or, you know, <laughs> in high school, it's a little different, you know, it's a little, but um and, you know, in high school, you know, your senior year, well, your junior, your, heck, your sophomore year, you win the league championship each year. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry, you froze up there a minute on me. What oh, sorry, say? coach. So your sophomore year, junior year, and senior year in high school, you guys win the league championship each year. And you guys are loaded with your senior class. It's a crosstown rival game in the Tacoma Dome for, for the rights to go to the state championship. A lot of people feel like that was kind of like this, the, the state championship ever, you know, it's kind of like whoever wins that one's probably going to win state. Um, and, and just, and within a blink of the eye, pardon the pun, uh, your high school career is over. Uh, can you kind of expand on what happened and, and, and that play? Yeah. You know, with every tough situation, there's growing moments and then you look back and they're formative too. And I, I always, it took a while for me to grasp that. Um, honestly, I wasn't going to play college football before that game. I thought we were going to win the state championship. We had beat Linden earlier for the league championship. Right. They got us early, early in the year, but uh, we felt good and uh, had a we had a fumble. Uh, Chad Barr scooped it up, and I was giving Chad a hard time about it. A big old sucker. We're trying to tackle him, and that that Tacoma Dome had the old Kingdom carpet parts of it were padded and parts of it weren't and kind of came down his hip on my head and blew out my eye socket but we didn't know that that was the case I was just seeing double and back then hate to say it but you know you thought you had your bell rung and as soon as you're, you can see straight you go back in and I just couldn't shake it you know yeah. and it was because my eye was rocked back just a touch so I was seeing at different levels but you really couldn't see that on me so i may or may not have lied and said I had my vision back and headed back out there and had a defensive series and um, fellow cornerback is Kent Bama, who's now a defense coordinator for me. Um, I, I said, Kent, I can't, I can't field this punt. I said, I'm seeing two of everything. I, you know, I got to run off and you got to take it and ran off and just, yeah, had to go to the ER at halftime and uh, again, may or may not have broken some equipment in the emergency room um, when I found out we lost. But, you know, the Linden guys couldn't have been more gracious. I grew up 
literally next door to all these guys. Chad Vanderkoy was on the team. He came over and lovingly showed me the uh, the championship game on my VHS, you know, recorder, and then wanted to show it to me again. I said, "That's enough, Chad. Uh, you know, you did your good deed." But you know, again, that was a, a formative thing. I, after that, I couldn't let football end that way. Yeah. And that love, that desire, that burning desire was still there, and I was. I was heading to Northwestern. I asked Dan, you think I could play? And he said, yeah, just don't go in as a running back. He said, everybody's a running back. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Rylan. Tyler, what do you think? Five names? I think it's time. Five names, coach. So just give us, uh, uh, like we said, 10, 15 seconds. If you want to expand on something, go ahead and expand. There's a couple of them on, on here I think you will want to expand on. So uh, the first name I'll give you here is Dylan Roberts. Oh, Dylan. Tell you what, we went to Eastern camp and Dylan Roberts was, I think, a sophomore. And I think we just come off our old first season, my first season there where we lost everything. And we were at Eastern camp and Dylan got into a fight with somebody from the other team. And he was going after him. Someone else or someone else joined in. Kind of the team came together and I hate to say it, but one of the greatest things that come out of camps are good old fashioned fights. I'm sure no one else is listening. Right. And, um, and, and it just sort of sparked something in the team. And there was another spark that came later. If we want to talk about that, but Dylan Roberts, just a fighter, you know, and, uh, and quiet. And he also, um, I stole that three, four defense from Lyndon. And Dylan was not your typical outside backer, Lyndon calls him DNs, that would fit physically that mold. Um, but he was one of the best ones I ever had. Just, just a player. Could, you know, no one could get outside of him. He could take on a pulling guard, even though he's half the size. Just tough as a $3 steak. Love that kid. Uh, coach, you said a spark that came later if we want to talk about it. Well, obviously, we do want to talk about it because that's what we do here. So I want to know. I, I want to know what the spark that came later was. So we came off that Ofer season and, you know, we scheduled teams that, you know, weren't on our schedule. We kind of did this sort of roundabout thing and we lost our next six, I think. And then we played Seton Catholic. <laughs> that that game will forever stick out as one of my most favorite games ever because, you know, it brought out, I would say, one of the best qualities of Coach Beeson, and that's a giver, it's a sacrificer, it's a selfless guy who, you know, we lost those first six, and I said, Beeson, I need someone to read that box for me from up above. It's like, I'll do it, Terp. I know, but you're, you are the head coach. It means you're off the sidelines. I'll do it. Well, when we get there, the booth – was like on stilts it was like a like like what painters use you know and then i don't know like a scaffold yeah Yeah. and just some box on top and everything was wobbling and he's not a small man right and with every step he was doing that but he's like bit his lip i'm gonna do this and then and then the kids come out and they'd never played a game on this field the seton catholic and they were out blessing it with holy water and stuff like that. And these kids were asking me, you know, you're from Linda Christian coach. Is that what you guys do before every game? Like, I don't know what's going on. And it's just kind of an interesting whole situation. Our warmups was in like a, we're in a cow pasture right next door. And, you know, the grass was, you know, 
eight inches high and everything was just weird. And, and it was like a Saturday game, wasn't it? Or it was a day game. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's yeah, a little weird too. They don't have like lights. 8,000 yeah. miles away in Vancouver. Yeah. And um, and a halftime meeting was in some classroom. And anyway, everything was just odd. And we come out the second half and Junior Ariola, uh, Felipe and Junior, great ball players, they, Seton tried to onside it. And Junior came right to Junior and he's like, He's going for it. We're like, go down, go down. You know, you got the ball, just you know, cover it up. And he, he, you could almost, the look that he gave to the sideline was, uh-uh, you know, it's my time. <laughs> <laughs> this team is going on my back. I'm taking it to the house. And we won the next four games, you know, to end the season. Yeah. And I count that as a spark for the Seahome program that I'll never forget and, and just love Junior for that. Yeah. You know, what's so funny. That is so weird. Like what a weird spark, but that's, but it makes total sense. Cause it was like, Hey, you know what? Enough of this, you know, dinking around, like, let's go. Yeah. Swing, swing your sword, you know, yeah, like that. You know, coach, I don't want to interrupt the five names here, but it's so funny. You mentioned that because Ryland and I were standing on the sidelines a year later when you guys were playing Anacortes at home and there was a wobbly punt to the right side that just kind of went two yards against you guys and Felipe picked it up and ran it in for a touchdown. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. And, I, and, and I looked over around and I said, his brother did that last year on a kickoff. Yeah, I, I go, this is, this is, this is hilarious. This is great. Yeah. And, you, and you know what, Tyler, the, uh, the sea home program kind of kept rising after that, after that, uh, Felipe and Anacortes went to not even having a varsity program like a year later, oh, you know, now they're back in a good spot. I think they're going to be a really yeah, good. Yeah. I think they're going to be really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're doing, they're doing some awesome things over there. Uh, coach next one is also another sea home guy, a, a player that I loved watching Jacob Kaepernick. Oh, just a slacker. No good at all. <laughs> uh, I, I had Jake come out and help us introduce the offense uh, this spring down here at LC. And um Love him, love him like a brother, love him like a kid, love him like I, when I grow up, I want to be like Jacob. He's just a fantastic kid who, who I was told when he came in as a freshman, we may get him, we may not. If he comes in as a freshman, he, he ain't going to play as an X3. So don't get used to him. Uh, he's all baseball all the time. And I just, I can't say enough about the kid. He put the program on his shoulders in a lot of ways. Um, and his patience in that, you know, I was teaching Jacob, but then Jacob would go and teach all the rest of the kids behind him. And just long suffering with them and long suffering with me. I'd always tell Jacob, just go, you know, let's up tempo. He's like, coach, I got to explain it to these kids. I'm, they'll figure it out. And, and you know, the, the program continues to build because of guys like him who, you took the time, you know, so I love him. Next on the list, Mark Zilstra. Mark Zilstra. Okay. Mark ironically lives in my wife's hometown of Orange city, Iowa. I stole one out of Iowa. She's better looking <laughs> than me, smarter than me. Her folks will never forgive me because she went further to elementary school than she did to college. Wow. Yeah, so everything was right in the town there. Well, Mark, yeah, Mark lives out there. Mark was a gamer. Mark and I would battle in football practice and basketball practice. 
Mark and I, yeah, we had some epic battles uh, and just smart as a whip. Um, yeah, just hard nose. Good, good, great player. Next on the list, David Cowan. Oh, Dave. When he finally pitched the ball, he was. <laughs> <laughs> he kept it a lot, coach. I'll give, I'll give you that. You know, you know but uh, what was Kamen going to do? We had uh, stable running backs. And Dave was one of them, you yeah. know, and then converted him to quarterback. And uh, Chris Bauman and I, and, you know, um, he did a great job. He came from Canada. He looked like he was 27 years old when I think he was a freshman or sophomore. He was doing that thing called shaving, and the rest of us didn't even know what that was. What that was. And, Neither do uh, I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if you saw. I got a picture of you and Sasquatch back here. And, <laughs> Um, yeah, Dave would come across the border every day and yeah, family was dedicated to Christian education across the border. Love the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Last, but certainly not least on the list, Dan came with lucky landslots. You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, of the coaches that I've been around, you got, you know, Dan, Cramey, and Beeson. I learned to play from Dan. I learned to coach from Cramey. I learned to sacrifice from Beeson. You know, I, 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 that's how I would characterize all three of those. Dan, learn to play. You know, um, Dan has a way of getting guys to do um, their very best in their focused spot. And uh, he, he knew how to push my buttons in a way to go Hey, get after Derek Croft, you know, go after this guy, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, he was, he's very, very good at that and loves the game, you know, for so many years and so much success. And he was miserable to try to learn the defense from because he had it all up in his melon and never wrote anything down. And I'm coaching JV for nine years. Hey, what do you think about that? Hey, yeah, well, I got that right there. Anyway, if, you, if the guard does that, you know, you do that. Like, well, like, where's that at? You know, I don't know. It's right here. Um, it, and so he was so good at that, which I think uh, gave him a great ability to make in-game adjustments to just seeing everything. Cramey was so good at that as well. You know, Beeson um, traveling as far as he did every day to work. Um, 
at-risk youth down at the Smoky Point exit and then catching the Seahome on the way back and then sacrificing, watching a lot of his son's games um, for the Seahome program. You know, not a better sacrificer than that guy. And ironically, that's been like the one word theme of my offense, uh, what I'll bring here among others, but, um, and he, he epitomizes that and no greater guy. Um, Kamek played at Northwestern college. Was he, how influential was he to get you going there? Or was it like, was that really the only place maybe you even considered or what, what was the steps there? You know, for decades, kids from Linden went to Calvin or Dort or Northwestern. Calvin and Dort go with the Christian Form Church, Northwestern the Reformed Church. Don't even get me started. It'll confuse you. But there, a lot of the Dutch Reformed, right? And of those two schools, Dort and Calvin, they never had football. Northwestern did. So if you wanted to play football and you're a Dutch kid from Linden, you went, you, you went to college out there. You went away. It's just what you did. You know, Western, never even thought of it, really. And then, um, yeah, so Northwestern had football. It's where I went. I asked Dan. Dan went there. Before him, Galen went there and several. And, you know, I thought, yeah, that's what I'll do. I, I, didn't, I didn't really take teaching seriously my first semester. <laughs> I realized the Seahawks weren't going to call, so I thought I might want to study a little bit. <laughs> But, uh, oh, coach. So also being a track and field coach. So yep. a lot, some of these kids, you know, you, you, and you've, you taught them in sixth grade. So you're kind of, you're kind of seeing them in different avenues of life. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Also uh, a rival football team. That's also a track coach, Patrick Ames at Meridian. I'm sure yep. you guys go back quite a ways um, today. You guys are both lining up for a hundred yard dash. Who's winning? Oh, I'm sure him. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, really? Well, I, I, I got good. Like you said a hundred. Yeah. See, I'm blowing out my hamstrings at about 75. Okay. 50, 50 yard. Dash. Oh, 50. I'm going to own him. He's okay. Done. <laughs> oh, and the hurdles, I got you all day. Oh yeah. Hurdles. Yeah. yeah. I got him on the hurdles for yeah. sure. But yeah. you know, he, you know, he was, he was, you know, he's, he's still in pretty good shape. So I thought oh, you know, yeah. a couple years, a couple years younger than you. So I thought this will be a good matchup here. Yeah. I'd, I'll, I'd rather go hurdles than arm wrestling for sure. The guys, <laughs> the guys stack, Yeah. you know, and he's also nuts because <laughs> if you teach high school English, you're crazy. You know, I mean, those, that's the last place those guys want to be. So he, he must do a great job. He's, yeah, he's uh, he's a character. I've known him since I was five years old. Uh, yeah, he's he's something else. That's that's for sure. Coach, uh, I love to talk about the history, so I'm just gonna go there one more time. I have a little game for you, and so yeah. got now, now remember when it comes to remembering things. Yeah, I have three daughters, and they're named Peyton, Morgan, and Sydney, and I needed an acronym there just to keep them straight. So, <laughs> well. We'll see how this, we'll see how this goes, you know, and it's, uh, you had 11 interceptions in your high school career and a big chunk of them, all but two of them came against Whatcom County quarterbacks. Can you name all the quarterbacks that you intercepted from Whatcom County or how many of them can you name? Uh, well, do I just name the quarterbacks? I yeah. Mean, yeah. Just, uh, just the quarterback. Uh, Bobby Benham. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
Colby Jones. Yeah, you got him twice in that when you clinched the league championship. Okay. Um, uh, is Was Gardner a quarterback? No, he was running back. Oh, Fleming? Yep, Ryan Fleming. You got him twice in two separate games. Yeah. Wait, once twice each. in – oh. No, okay. no, twice total. I was about to say, he intercepted one dude four times. I hope he ain't watching. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan um, threw a few interceptions. Did Blaine have a dot or not? Nope. Yeah, it was a Blaine guy, though, your senior year. Boy. <laughs> See, this is a good thing. If you can't remember all the guys you intercepted, that's that's pretty that's uh that's saying something. Yeah, humble. Well, I, I had more success at, at Northwestern. Ooh, yeah, yeah, you you had 19. Well, in the Midwest, they, they I think they learned about the forward pass about a, a, a year before I got there. <laughs> you had eleven, um, you had eleven in one year, coach. <laughs> yeah, Northwestern. But K had 12. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey, as a uh, as a Nebraska guy, I know all about the the, the Midwest not throwing the ball. Well, <laughs> back then, at least. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, OK, Nooksack's quarterback. Boy, that's terrible that I don't. Well, yeah, Slayton. No, he he no. wasn't the first. No, he, right. he stuck with baseball. Oh, man. Yeah, there's still four guys. There's. There's another Linden guy, another Meridian guy from your junior year. Both okay, was Vander Yacht? Yep, that was your junior year. You intercepted Vander Yacht. Linden, okay. Yep. Now, what did you say? Okay, another, a, a different Meridian guy, your first game, your junior year. So he was older? Yeah, he was a senior, and he didn't end up playing. Bobby took over at quarterback that year, but he was a senior that started quarterback that first game. Yeah, Ty never played, but he was your younger anyway. Um, boy, I'm I, I'm sorry to those guys. Um, <laughs> well, I, I don't know that you can be too sorry. <laughs> I, they probably like not hearing their names. Yeah, yeah I, you know, when I look back, it's it's always the guys like a year or two ahead of you that just stuck out in your mind is just yeah. They're like, legendary, right? Yeah. Oh, Tommy Ackerman. I mean, yeah. I got a story about him when he was in the playoffs. Playing okay. the Vikings. Okay. Tell awesome. it. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, we like them. Well, yeah. so so we're living in Minneapolis. I we went, I went to Northwestern, married my wife. Um, she got accepted in the University of Minnesota Law School. We moved up there. Um, I started teaching fourth graders up there. She graduated from law school, the whole deal. So we were we did I did my time in the Midwest. It was four years in college and six years up there, and then came back out here. But while we were out there, the Vikings were really good, and they had a playoff game against the Saints, and Tommy was coming to town. And I asked my dad if he was still in contact with Tom's dad. I think he's working at the real estate or insurance office there. Yeah. And I put him in contact, and I said, hey, you know, I just want to know if, if I can buy tickets off you because you couldn't buy anything in Minneapolis. It was just Viking fever. And sure enough, lo and behold, I, I get a tickets in the mail from him, and I – get a message to him, see if we could take him out to dinner the night before the game. And yeah, I meet him, we meet him in the, the lobby of the, of the uh, hotel. And, and we're talking, I, I say to him once, I said, Tommy, I said, I, I got to tell you about the first time we played against each other. He's like, well, when's that? Well, seventh and eighth were together. And one of the running backs came off as an eighth grader. I went on because he was just getting killed. I mean, Tommy was like eight, 
feet tall when he was an eighth grader, right? Right, yeah. And 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 then Kent was in there too at quarterback, backup coming in. Tommy was just flying through, picking up the center, throwing him to the side, and just destroying everybody, right? Just right in the middle. And I get my first play against Tom Ackerman. And I'm supposed to go up and block anything that comes through the line. Well, it's going to be Tom. And then Kent is supposed to throw a like a dump pass to Mark Zalstra. And I run up. He does take the center aside. He comes to me, takes my head, shoves it in the ground. And then with his other hand, he bats the ball out of the, out of the air because Kent's just flying back, seeing this monster come at him. And then he catches it with the other hand and runs 60 yards the other way for a touchdown. And I, all the while, my head's on the ground just watching going, wow. You know, yeah. that guy's going to, he has to be in the NFL someday. <laughs> so I tell him that. And then I say, you got to pinch yourself. Can you believe you're in the NFL? And Tom says, you know, Terp, he says, I play in front of 60,000 people every week and it's a dream, but it's 60,000 people. I don't know. And he said, nothing ever compares still to, he said, like a Nooksack LC game where they're five deep all the way around and everybody, you know, is there. Yeah. And it means so much to the whole community. It's just such a big deal. And, and it's a gift to those kids, us kids and players, a gift to the community. You know, I, I can't say enough about Ben Dalen a couple of years ago there, giving that gift of an LC Linden game to the community because he had nothing to win out of that. Just such a giver. But it's, it's, it was that story, you know, he hits you with that and I'm like, you know, I never made it to the NFL, obviously, but, you know, I got to really live something super special. And you guys are capturing that and making it even more special. So thanks to you guys. It's, yeah. it's, it's funny you mentioned that, Coach, because and, and I want to get back to the game. But it's funny you mentioned that because I've been to a ton of Seahawks games. I saw them win the Super Bowl in New York. I've been to the Super Bowl twice, not with the Seahawks both times. But then there's you know, Husky games, I've been to a ton of them, you know, and, and some kook games and all these, you know, high big time games with 60, 70, 80,000 people. I was, I went to a game with like 95,000 before at uh, the Cowboys stadium, but the most fun I ever have is Friday nights at pop Keeney down the street from my house here. You know, like the, actually the semifinal game in 2019 was between Bothell and Woodenville, two teams that use pop Keeney. And there was 7,700 people packed into that stadium. And, and I think what I was told is that the seating capacity is like 5,200 and the fire marshal just kind of like, you know, yeah. <laughs> looked away. And I mean, that place was absolutely packed an hour before the game even started, you know, and I think about that and it, it was just, it was so much fun being at that. And as much as I love going to Seahawks games, it's so much more fun being at a high school football game when it's two teams that have played, you know, 60 times or, yeah. you know what? And it's, it, it's, it, it just is, it's so much better. That's why I love doing what, what Tyler and I do. And that's why I think Tyler and I get along so well is because we both love the Seahawks, but we both love our high school football even more. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, Tyler's sitting there wearing Seahawks. I've got a Nebraska hat on, but here we are talking to a high school football coach, and that's even more fun than worrying yeah. about those two teams. Definitely. You know? Yeah. Don't yeah. you think it has to do with the relationships? Yeah. 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 I mean, For still sure. to this day, I, I think about the the team. I went to Juanita High School. Our, our rival was Inglemore. I still don't like Inglemore, but I have to cover them now, you know? And like, it's, it's just, it's one of those things that's, it's so different because, 
you know, and, and I think social media has maybe, I don't want to say like ruined it, but it's made it a little bit different where, you know, there's so many people in this area now, y'all, everybody kind of knows each other. Whereas like back in the day, it was like, sometimes you'd, you'd grill some guy from another team and maybe I didn't even know who he was, but it's like, wow, I just lit that guy up. Like, you know, and now though, it's like everybody's old fashioned hatred, right? Yeah. Well, and that's, and, 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 and you know, it, it, it kind of reminds you of the, the last dance, the 1980s, 90s yeah. NBA versus what it is now. Yeah. Where it's a big kumbaya afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, did you see the, uh, did you see the, the two little leaguers that the, the kid that got hit in the head? the other day or maybe it was today this morning maybe or yesterday uh pitcher in the little league world series or i guess the world series hasn't started yet he beamed a kid from the other team right in the head that kid ran to first base the pitcher was like losing it on the mound like he was like about to cry or maybe he even was crying and the kid left first base and went over and gave him a hug and i think to myself like i i can tell you this much i never would have done that when i was playing little league baseball <laughs> And now, don't get me wrong. Well, you know what? I love maybe, the sportsmanship of it. I do. Maybe, but maybe, maybe I'm a little bit to blame here. You know, I, I'm the one that went from LC over to Linden for four years. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, that's a, that was a big no-no. Uh, but honestly, I was coaching nine years, JV, and I started putting in my own little spread. And I thought it was so fun. And I would do what the varsity would do a little bit, but I, I kind of had fun with that. And, and then um, I went – my dad, who, you know, he, he coached LC basketball back in the day. And, yeah. you know, Linden were the, the hated rivals. And, and he's been a substitute teacher over there. And he loves it over there. And for him to say that, it's just like, you know, there's people rolling over in their grave. Um, and he's like, you got to, if you want to learn the spread, you got to come over to Cramie. Well, I could about, you know, hit the Linden practice field with a nine, nine iron from my front yard. And I went over to ask him, he's like, yeah, I'd love you to come on over and, you know, I just cherished those four years with him. Um, a seminal moment with him was we played Baker early, which Lennon likes to do because Baker's so sound early on. And I'm a, I was a pretty energetic coach. I still am, but I was a little off the handle uh, pretty often. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I made the mistake of trying to coach like I played probably. And, and I was coaching defensive backs and I told this kid about, you know, not getting burned deep on something. Imagine that getting burned deep by Baker <laughs> and, and, and he got burned on something and I was running down the sidelines and I was going to, I was going to give him an earful and Cramey stuck his arm out and looked me square into my soul and said, do you think he doesn't know he screwed up? And I said, um, I think he probably knows. He said, you know what? Why don't you coach him and don't yell at him? And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like Yoda just spoke. And as you just take that, you just suck that one in. And boy, I'll tell you what, so much of the way I approach things with the kids now have changed from that moment. And I, I could probably name a dozen moments like that with him and with Beeson and so on. So. That's, that's unbelievable that is yeah that's one that i i think back on it tyler i mean uh, maybe, maybe not as a kicker well maybe as a kicker um i mean i think back on it getting yeah having like getting yelled at and it's like did, what did i learn from that other than don't make that mistake it wasn't how you know what did i do wrong what you know what do i need to do to fix it but uh tyler uh before we go too much further give me give me all the names of the uh quarterbacks he picked off yeah, well, he, the ones he named, Colby Jones, Bobby Benham, Ryan Fleming, and Joel Vanderyacht, 
there were three others. Ernie Klander at Meridian was the was from the first game. And then your senior year, you also got Nooksack Valley's Kevin Bartholomew and Danny DeLong from Blaine. Okay. So, but you also got a couple in the playoffs, one against Granite Falls your junior year and against Forks your senior year too. So uh, yeah, pretty, Granite pretty Falls, they beat us in a rainstorm. And I was, we were there for district track and that's still their most prominent football. Yeah, a year. playoff win. Yeah. 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 Uh, we, my, my recollection from that night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was, it was awful, but we went to Civic on the Hannigan, and it rained so hard that on the way back, we couldn't go the Hannigan. We couldn't go the Guide. We had to go all the way to Birch Bay Linden Road on I five and come down because wow. everything was flooded. Yeah, yeah, wow. that was a that was a seven nothing game on a muddy Civic Stadium, which you don't see very often these days. Uh, so, but yeah, uh, it you was, did see uh, some crazy stuff. Remember Tyler last year? Uh, wasn't yeah, it the LC game? Uh, no, it was uh, well, Case Wegman. The oh, that's right, it was Linden. Dove yeah. into the corner there of the of the pool, but yeah, but yeah, those all are that water uh, pulled up Lake Lake Civic Stadium there that was in the right. corner. That was a that was a wild couple of a uh, couple of weeks there up in Whatcom County that day yeah. or that time. Um, yeah. um, Those playoff games, yeah. Tyler, do we, before we move on to talk about this upcoming Linden Christian team, do we have? Do, I've said it before. Did you get it out of your system? Do you got more <laughs> older stuff you want to talk about here, Tyler? What do, what do you got? No, no. I just want to thank Coach for let me bend his ear a little bit about reminiscing. I, I am a true historian. I love this kind of stuff. And, and with the first time I saw you at a sea home practice, um, you know, you came up to me right away and thanked me for what I was doing. And you've always been really great at supporting me over the years. So thank you very much coach for kind of, you know, making me feel good about what I do. So, you know, I'm ready to talk about the, the future. <laughs> well, I'm not in rare company. Everybody appreciates it. Those kids, they hang on a bunch of your stuff. So, yeah, I'd like you to be really nervous every time you post something because everybody's going to tear it apart. That's oh, what I love man. about you. Yeah. <laughs> See, the beauty is Tyler posts facts, right? Like you can't argue with stats. Nope. So there's not really much arguing to, to, nope. to be had. Whereas, you know, I put an article out giving my opinion on one little tiny thing. And before you know it, I've got, you know, 25 emails from different families and everything. I'm going, my goodness, I got to stop doing this stuff. Like, I just don't want to do it anymore. Tyler, when, um, oh, shoot, there was a question I was going to ask and it had something to do. Oh, no, uh, the two. The two games outside of Whatcom County, we don't know. We don't know who the quarterbacks were, do we, that he intercepted? Oh, I don't know the names of the quarterbacks. Yeah, no. classic Tyler doesn't know the names of anybody outside of Whatcom <laughs> County. Um, although the Eatonville guys, he knows Bobby Luck well, and Bobby uh, Luck, right? And yeah. uh, the Jumper guy, right? Uh, yeah, Brandon Jumper. Brandon Jumper, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but hey, the they they took down number one Eatonville in that playoff game, seventeen fourteen. That was a huge game. <laughs> that was a huge game. Yeah. 
Um, let's talk a little bit about this upcoming uh, Linden Christian team. I mean, the first name obviously is, is Kate Eldridge. Tyler, what was the stat you, you threw out there the, the, about the last time somebody played at USC? Oh, yeah, it's been the last time a Whatcom County football a player, a Whatcom County athlete went to USC to play football was, I think, 71 years ago. So it was, uh, I think, Warren Bianchi from Bellingham back in the 50s. So uh, pretty, imp- pretty, pretty impressive. Us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's, uh, I mean, first off, what's it, what's it like coaching a player that not only is going to USC, you know, the biggest, kind of the biggest name on the West Coast as far as football goes, but uh, who, who is Kate Eldridge? What do, you know, what's it, what's it like coaching him? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I've only had the spring with him, but I've had the summer with him to, you know, it jumps out right away. How often is your biggest, strongest, fastest, most talented kid also your hardest worker? You know, and I, I, I just look at this kid and I think if I had everything he had when I was his age, I would have been the biggest jerk ever. I probably already was one, but I mean, he just he, he's just he's so put together in every way and just a great leader by example. And uh, honestly, the hardest worker, we, we did a combine to start the summer, you know, to keep tabs on the kids, they're lifting, they're running that, that kind of thing. And, and then we're going to compare it. We know when we start up again and I I'm the one doing the 40 time and I'm kind of feeling good about myself because my 40 time back in high school, I thought was pretty good. And, and no one's got it yet kind of thing. So I'm kind of being an arrogant little prick. And, and all of a sudden, Cade shows up. And I'm like, hmm, 235 pounds, 6'3". Uh, he's going to no be way. fast. but And he gets a 4'6'2 or something. I'm like, no way. You know, I must have, you know, I was trigger finger was wrong. I was like, hey, uh, you going to do that again? Or, oh, yeah, yeah, like do another one. See if I can get him a little bit better. I'm like, oh. You know, and he nails it again. I'm like, oh my goodness. And he could read it on my face of like, I don't know if he really buys it. Because a couple of days later, he's at another facility and he has a laser time timer. And sure enough, 460. Like, yeah, there it is, coach. And I'm like, wow. So yeah, fastest, strongest, hardest worker. And the way he handled the whole recruiting process. You know, Dan stepped down. I jumped right in to like entertaining these these guests from all these Pac-12 schools and Michigan and so on. And and I didn't really know what I was doing. I I, I am really well. And and boy, he just he owned the room. He really did. And and you can tell they wanted him. They made it hard on him because they're all great guys that showed up. But they wanted him for things beyond football. And you could see it right away. He's smart as a whip, put together, priorities straight. Uh, his folks have done an excellent job. Past coaches have done a great job with him. Um, I'm the beneficiary of that as long as, you know, it swells our staff. I hope he does all sorts of stuff this senior year. I hope he goes play basketball too and comes out and throws the shot for me and runs the 100. <laughs> oh, he's recruiting him to the track team already. Yeah, yeah uh, that's right. That's right. Hey, coach, you mentioned earlier, I don't remember who it was you said. You said, I want I, I want to be that guy when I grow up. Yeah, Tyler, <laughs> he wanted to be Zach Sitma when he grew up. Now, <laughs> do you know, are Zach and Tyler Sitma, are they related? Zach and Tyler? 
yeah, yeah. they're brothers. Okay. okay. We just, we, you never know in, in yeah. Linden, Whatcom County, sometimes just because they have the same last name doesn't mean they're related. Yeah. You well, can't swing a dead cat without hitting a Dykstra, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or somebody with like two last names that starts with a van. Yeah. Uh, so is, is Tyler, should, should Tyler Anderson switch his focus to wanting to be Tyler Sitma <laughs> when he grows up and, and what kind of players Tyler Sitma and what do you see like offensively, defensively, how do you guys, how do you see yourself using him in a, in a spread offense? Well, um, you know, just overall look at the offense and what I'm up against here is the entire O-line graduated. Um, so we got a long ways to go there. And so the new guys that are filling those roles, we've got three or four kids out who haven't played football for three years, uh, four years, um, and kind of coming back uh, because we have, you know, 8,000 kids who are six foot three, 168 like this. And we've got to do a little bit of this. And we found a little, a couple of those guys to stick in there. And so at, at quarterback, we need to be athletic, uh, running back athletic, um, you know, um, the whole quarterback um, battle is still raging. Um, kids showed some good stuff uh, in our jamboree. Um, and you've got some great aspects to each one of those kids battling. Sitma could be a candidate. Um, you know, he'd be a defensive nightmare because um, he'd make plays and let things break down. He could create. Um, he's a great little scat back slot receiver guy. Getting the ball in his hands quickly is, you know, a no-brainer. Um, yeah, and then other quarterbacks have their own uh, skill sets, and, and how it fits with everything else is, is going to be what we need to judge in these first couple of weeks. Well, Coach, I, I was going to ask you about that. About are you? I'm, I'm assuming you're bringing your offense that you've been running for a while. Um, is that kind of how it's looking at, at, L, at LC this year? It's all wishbone this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, hey, you're speaking my language. I like that. Uh, well, no, I mean, you, know. you know, yeah, it, I mean, I'm not pulling the wool over anybody's eyes. There's a there's an offense that I love and, you know, tailoring it to the athletes we have is sure. going to be uh, what I aim to do. And yeah, there's a reason why I brought Kaepernick in to help uh, install the offense and, right. you know. Um, I will, you know, credit to um, Tim Zalstra. We had a coaches meeting last night of LC coaches, and I kind of whispered over to him. I said, hey, when's the last time uh, in uh, a possible, because I don't want to jump the gun for him, but a possible starting five of the LC hoops team might also be playing football, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, all of them. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know when last time that's happened. And if kids make his starting five, it could be that way this year. We just got a, another possible quarterback candidate in Griffin Dykstra to come out. And um, yeah, there's just talented ballers all over the place. And I'm almost overwhelmed by that. Um, and so when it comes to protecting quarterback and dishing that out, that's going to be at the top of my list of things to solve to get that ball out. Um, but yeah, I can't say enough about Tim and sharing athletes and not just sharing, but promoting 
you know, more sports. I thought that was one of the aces up their sleeve at Linden. Um, Jordan Shelfont pointed something out, Jordan from Seahome. He said, you know, one of the reasons why Linden, Linden Christian went a lot, I think, is because of the moms. I said, what do you mean? He goes, dads are, all, are always, you know, go get them and competitive. And, and he goes, I don't want to sell moms short. He said, or moms at Seahome or Bellingham. He goes, but, you know, when you see moms in Linden and Linden Christian, they're not just, you know, yelling for their kid. They're like, go get them, you know, and, and uh, that's a big difference. Uh, you know, um, a large percentage of moms, man, they are on board. In fact, we got a mom's night coming up. Uh, they don't know what they're in, in for yet, but uh, <laughs> it, it may have something to do with them putting on their kids' uniforms those stinky things and going out and playing their position uh, on the football field for a practice one of these nights coming up. And uh, I know they're going to be asking me what mom's night is, but uh, that's kind of what I got up my sleeve. Oh, you should have Tyler come out and take stats. <laughs> you know, Tyler, I am so grateful for your stats. Uh, Beast will ask me, hey, how many yards did you rush? How many yards did you throw? I'm like, there's one stat I care about. W or L. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just not into those. And I'm yeah. so glad people like you are, Tyler. Yeah, well, you know, people want to see them, you know, so it's, uh, yep. but that's not, a, that's not a bad thing as a coach. I mean, you want to win or you want to lose. I remember the Anacortes game last year. I'm sitting across the booth from you. You guys win 17-0. Once Tommy Funk got over 100 yards, I kind of wrote it down and put it on the window just so you could see it. And you kind of looked at me like, I don't care, you know, like, but, but, but you know, but, and, and, uh, because you're in the moment, you're like, I want to win this game, you know, yeah. but I, you never know who's into it. And sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll let the radio guys know, or I'll let whatever know. And, and I kind of smiled and I thought, coach doesn't care. <laughs> he wants to throw the ball. <laughs> yeah. Isn't Tommy a great kid? That, oh, man. See him salty this year. Yeah. And uh, they got a couple kids that are going to battle for spots. I know Carson Neff in there, quarterback, and he's got a freshman breathing down his neck. And there's just solid guys and Beeson most likely doing a lot of his wing tee principles. And he's so good at that. And Shelfont and Wood are both bought into that as well. They got history in that. They're, they're going to be real good. I'm glad we don't play them. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Before we go too much further, you mentioned Wood. He's a big fan of our show. He listens to everything you want. Do you got any stories about him that might make him blush a little bit while he's listening right now? He is a terrible karaoke singer. <laughs> What's give me give me a couple songs? What do you got any songs? His go-to? Uh, it, well, he's from Montana. They've got like four songs in a jukebox somewhere up in Helena, and I don't know. It's probably a Billy Joel and a Duran Duran, and I don't know whatever it is, and maybe two versions of one song. He's oh, just, man. he's just really bad. You know, it, other than that, he's a great guy. And, you know, we, when we had that COVID win against Ferndale, um, that was a seminal moment. And it was fun to see him, see him ball his eyes out because it meant so much to him. But, and the, the kids gave him a hard time about that. It just, you can just see it. The passion on that guy is palpable. I, yeah. yeah great dude i was gonna crack a joke and say his passion for montana state football 
but uh, I know he's a Grizz. <laughs> And I didn't want him to, you know, break his phone or his computer or wherever it is that he's listening. When I say Montana State, he texted me right before this. I said, "I'm going on these guys." Oh, he thought that was the greatest thing ever. Oh, nice. (laughs) It just gives him something to listen to. That's all he wants. (laughs) He just wants content. That's all he wants. Um, Tyler, what else do we got to talk about with this team coming up this year? We want to talk about the schedule a little bit. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I want to ask a really quick question. I know you're going to have a, you know, question about the schedule, but. A player that really intrigues me, Coach, is Jeremiah Wright. Um, he came on a little bit as a sophomore, played some defensive end. Uh, I know he's done some really great things with you on the track team. He's obviously a basketball guy. I mean, he's he's an imposing figure on the on on the field. How do you see him? I could I imagine defensive end is kind of locked in, but on the offensive side of the ball, he could be a matchup nightmare. Could he not? Yeah, he's battling for that quarterback spot. Uh, I don't know if you saw our, our scrimmage over at Blaine. Yeah. Um, he looked real good there. Um, you know, being taller and athletic and having a, a line without experience, you know, that's a, it's a nice thing in his favor in trying to win that job. Um, if he was just going to sit back and be a pocket passer, I don't know if, you know, then I don't know if that's in his favor, but just being so tall, so athletic and so smooth, you know, people will say sometimes, God, Jeremiah, I wish, you know, you light a fire under him. You know, is he competing his heart? And tell you what, I've had him on the track team. That guy blows out blocks. Like he's a lot of man that moves really fast, but he's so smooth. Like he's on the four by four team. He's doing the 110 hurdles. He's doing... 300 hurdles he's you know and he just gets out and he's had to fill in on the four by one um i just i can't say enough about him athletically i told his dad a couple years ago i said you know uh he could be a d1 athlete in a couple things but you know i hate to be a homer here because at the time i was just the track coach at lc um i said he could be a d1 decathlete everything he does he just does so well got to state in the high jumping you know, I'm, I'm a sentimental little freak. I, I still have on my wrist, uh, my, my kids are going to kill me for this. I still have the, the state pass for the state track meet a couple of months ago. Just, it reminded me because five guys, Tyson Bima, Johnny Bauma, uh, Andrew Luce, uh, Tristan Brank, and Jeremiah, those five guys got second in state as a team in track and they hadn't won anything. The girls were winning everything. And it was kind of a reminder to me, don't sell anybody short. It was actually the Connell coaches who are also the football coaches that come up to me and they're like, Hey, you ready to get second? I'm like who's getting second? I said, I got a pretty fast kid. I'm hoping he gets first. No, 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 your team. I said, I don't know. The girls they're doing well, but second might be, no, your boys. It's like, I was up till 3 AM last night. You know, coming up with all the numbers, your boys are going to get second. I'm like, you're full of it. Sure enough, we got second. It's just kind of how things work out with state yeah. track. But uh, Jeremiah, special athlete, Tyson Bima, just grew about six inches, as all Dutchmen do in about a month and a half. And he's just super fast. He's going to do well. Johnny's coming out, too. But, um, yeah, a lot of those guys, um, it's amazing what a couple months will do uh, to a couple of these kids when they're stretching out. Is uh is Dutch a language? Is that like what language is? Have you oh, ever yeah. thought about? Have oh, wait, you ever wait, thought wait, about wait, having? Wait, 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 no. 
Now there's the, the Dutch language, but then there's also, also the Fries language and they're two different languages. If you have a Dutchman with the last name that ends with an A and some other ones, they're Fries, they're not just Dutch. So well, Dijkstra, Terpstra, Sipma, oh. yeah. You, you ever think about just having everybody learn Dutch and then you can just say exactly what it is you want to happen on the field because nobody on the other team probably speaks Dutch? God, that's brilliant. Hey, you just call you know, out play. hey I'm not just here for the beard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you are on to something because all these, these great old Dutch folk that, you know, came over on the boat, they're starting to die off and uh, we're not getting those, those thick brooks anymore and and we're losing them left and right. It's they're a bit, they've been such a treasure in our community, but yeah, not many speak it anymore. They, you know, there are Dutch words that my wife and I knew growing up that we would use in our common language that when we got into what I'd say the real world, uh, people are like, what are you saying? And my wife would, would say a couple of them in law school. And some guy was wise enough to go, ma'am, in this law class, we speak English. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know what kind of word you're using there. I, I will bring up the word because you guys will never know what it means anyway. Nope, definitely would not. I, as a matter of fact, uh, I just asked if Dutch was even a language. So that tells you everything you need to know about if I would have been able to figure that one out. Um, Coach, let's talk about your schedule a little bit. You mentioned Connell, uh, their biggest rival. You guys head over and play the Royal Knights this year. It's a 2 p.m. game uh, on a Saturday over in uh, ro beautiful Royal City at uh, David Nielsen Memorial Field. Uh, obviously, state championship game a couple years ago. You weren't a part of it, but I'm sure you know what happened there. Um, very good game. Probably one of the best football games. Um, I wasn't there to see it live, but I watched the I watched the, the film. Probably one of the best state championship games I've seen. I mean, there's been some really good ones, but that's one of the better ones I've seen in the last few years. Um, what do you know about the Royal Knights? And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people expect them to be a, a top four or five team again this year. Well, I was uniquely involved in that game because I've been a big, bad cheer dad for the last couple of years. My daughter was, uh, yeah, she's, she's on the cheer team. And, uh, you know, those ladies, you can't overlook them. Um, you know, this, this non-league schedule, I think, is phenomenal. I can't wait for it. We got the Siaquam Seahawks, school of 1,300 kids from B.C. coming down. And their coach called me. He's like, hey. I just want my kids to experience a Friday night the way it's supposed to be, you know? So he's excited about coming. They could be just world beaters. I know they were rock solid when we played them when I was at Seahome a couple of years ago, they had a couple of kids that are now in the CFL. So they could be just awesome. Or I know last year COVID was tough on them and the numbers, um, or, you know, they could be just, you know, getting their legs underneath them again. Uh, we week two's ATM. Yeah. They're not bad. Uh, Bellevue Christian is third week. They made the playoffs last year, triple options. So that'll be something new. Uh, then we had an opening and then we had Renton. And so all those games were put in place before I got the job. And then we had this week four opening. I was kind of shopping around and, and uh, my lovely athletic director said, I got a week four for you. I think she said, uh, you said anybody, anytime, anywhere. Right. So I got Lake St Stevens, are they good? You know, like I'm like, oh, whoa. yeah, four eight school, huh? Yeah, let's uh, let's read. They, they might be the number one team. Yeah. yeah, like some people are gonna have. Everybody should have Lake Stevens in the top three of four A this year. So yeah. yeah, let's go ahead and play them. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, idea. yeah, I think the other one is like Glacier Peak, and there's like, whoa. nope, they're gonna be in the top five also. Yeah. Um. So, 
So then I saw Royal come up and I, I call up their coach, Coach Allred, and I'm like, hey, am I just the naive, stupid first year head coach who's like, oh, Royal, okay, you know. He goes, hey, you know, I think we're, we're losing, graduating 22 or 23 seniors. There's any year to play us, it's this year, nobody believes me. And, and I said, well, I said, I'm, I'll bet you're better than what you're representing, but, but don't lie to me. I don't want another Avery Ellis on your team. No, they don't have him. And he's, he said, I have his brother. He's getting there. But, uh, yeah, we don't have an Avery Ellis. I said, okay, because that kid, sheesh. He so was, he's unbelievable. Yeah, so the Connell coaches, they're like, yeah, you guys are going to play them? Well, that's going to be great. We'd love to see that matchup. So I told Coach, I said, I'm a first year. You guys got to come here, you know. He said, I can't. I think they're heading over the mountains a couple games. Yeah. Before you know, in a row before that, I can't do that to my, my fans and we'll feed you after the game. So he couldn't have been nicer. So we're looking forward to that road trip. Um, looking, Wait, back, they offered to feed you. I, he said so. So yeah, no, the coach, they it. will, because I'm going to get, I'm going to clue you into something here. All right. This is a, this is a Royal thing. All right. They like to call it the beat them and feed them is what they like to call it. <laughs> Yeah. Now I've been out there before and I don't know what they're going to feed you guys, but the last time I was out there for a beat and feed them, I got a steak sandwich and some fresh watermelon. And then they sent me on the road. They didn't beat me. I got the free food. Oh, that's, okay. That's yeah. probably a lot better than opposed to the lose and booze. So I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, you know, so you just got to take what you can get coach. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you know, he couldn't have been nicer. What a great guy. First time I ever talked to him and yeah, just seemed like a genuine good good fella, a guy you want your your kids to play for for sure. Which explains why they've had the success that they have. I mean, you know, I've uh, anybody that pays attention to what Tyler and I have talked here many times about Royal and th the community involvement, the you know, the buy-in from just everybody is is unbelievable out there. So it's 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 awesome. I think that's going to be an awesome matchup for you guys and you know, for them to get a, you know, they have a hard time scheduling games. You know, they have teams, don't, you know, schools don't want to play them. The, you know, the big, the bigger, the two A's and, you know, maybe even the three A's at times will try to, they're going, Hey, we don't want to play those guys. Like they're good. That's a team that could kick our butts. I, you, you know, know I, I, I shouldn't speak too soon, but I, I kind of like to make it an every year thing with, with those fellas. Just, you know, I think it helps both programs. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Some, uh, some other games here kind of looking at, you mentioned Archbishop Murphy. You guys have played them, I would assume, a couple of times there with, with Seahome. Um, you know, always a, always a very talented team. That should be a, a good, strong matchup. Very interesting schedule from the way I look at it because you get yeah. two at home, three on the road, two at home, two on the road. Yeah. Yeah, only four home games. And those Saturday, three Saturdays in a row away, and the closest ones are in Seattle, right? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Cause you go, you go Bellevue Christian at Bellevue Christian. They usually play, I think at Sammamish high school in Bellevue and yeah. then Renton, they play at Renton Memorial, which, um, you'll like that. That's a really nice stadium. Now they renovated that stadium a few years ago and it's gorgeous. The important uh, thing to me about Renton is that it's 1.9 miles away from the Jimi Hendrix Memorial. So if we win, is. we get to go yeah. see that. Yeah. It's right up the hill. It's actually a really, really cool. They have like this big domed area and uh it's it's a pretty neat spot it's also right down the street from top golf you get down there early catch catch around some play some top golf they just opened um yeah nooksack valley meridian at home and then you go on the road against blaine mount baker obviously we've talked about it many times tyler and i have 
probably the toughest 1A conference in the state. And even though maybe there isn't like a clear cut, you know, these guys have a real shot to win a state championship this year. It still looks, looks like it's going to be very, very tough in that conference coach. Um, you know, some guys that, uh, you know, some names here, we've got, you know, Ron Lepper, uh, obviously a, a real character. I don't know how much, you know, coach Lep, um, Patrick Ames, obviously Craig Bartle and Jay Dodd. There are, just some real characters in this conference, some interesting, interesting guys. What are you looking forward to the most about playing that uh, real? It, honestly, it's a real tough one, a uh, conference schedule. Well, you know, what's neat about this, this conference is it's so good. And yet it's diverse. You know, you get, uh, you get a Ron Lepper who these kids love and run through a brick wall for, and they're so, ingrained in that wing T and know it so well. And they have the if then, and, you know, they're so tough to stop, um, especially if you only see them once. And then, you know, Blaine, Jay does a great job. Love that guy. And he'll switch things up on you defensively, offensively. Got a great new stadium there, a great population base. I don't know how close they are to 2A, but they got to be knocking on the door again. Um, Meridian, Nobody's sharper than Patrick. He's been around the game for so long. He gets those kids to play so hard and so gritty. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nooksack, they're young, but already maulers and athletic. And that quarterback, Joey Brown, he was at the state track meet. And boy, what a stud. You know, he's going to be hard to contain. Um, they got some real aces in the hole there. So it should be a fun matchup all around between all of us. And, you know, I, I asked a couple of the coaches, hey, why, why aren't we playing twice? Why, why are we going all over God's green earth to, uh, to get games? And, you know, I think everybody has kind of a different opinion on that. Um, and, you know, maybe once one and done makes it more special. I, you know, I, they've all kind of got a different answer, I think. Um, and I'm okay with it. I, I kind of would like to just do us all just maybe because of my own memories of, yeah, you know, going around the horn twice. Was well, so Tyler fun. would like it. I would, I'm behind it 100%. Coach, <laughs> yeah. well, it, help, it helps me a lot. If, if there was a vote, I'm voting for that, but maybe I'm an idiot as to why I, I don't know. I, I just look at, you know, those times when I was playing and the other guys were playing in high school, it seemed like anybody could beat anybody on yeah. any night. And I think that's coming to that again. Um, it, I think it's that way this year, honestly. Um, you know, it's just going to depend on, I think, a little, couple plays here and there. I think it's going to be a real exciting league this year. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I, I remember, you know, like you were talking about when you played and the old Whatcom County League was just, you're right. Anybody could beat anybody. Your, your junior year, you look at that, you know, everybody kind of did beat everybody except for you guys. I mean, but the, even the games you won were not blowouts, you know, uh, yep. you know, I mean, Baker beat Linden that year and Linden yep. beat this team and, and Meridian. I mean, they all kind of beat each other up and, yep. and only one team was going to the playoffs, you know, yeah. and it was, it was hard. And, and you're right. You, you develop, you know, these rivalries and everything. And it kind of, it's kind of looking like that, like Ryland was saying in the, in the Northwest conference one a is that, you know, I know that it was tough for all those coaches to do it twice, you know, because 
there was the coaches were have all been there for so long, you know, when it was Dan and Rob and Bob and and those guys. It was kind of like, man, you know, playing to beat a team twice in one year is really tough. And there was a couple of times when it was every single time the away team won for a year. It was just yeah. crazy. It was just one of those weird things. And and um, and you know, and I'm sure you've heard this a zillion times from 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 Dan and those guys, and even at the two A level is uh once you get to the state playoffs it's kind of like well we're prepared you know we've been playing state quality you know quality teams for a while now so that that can only help yeah yeah for sure you know it's funny when i started coaching at seahome we're playing these teams i'd never heard of i don't know where they're at i don't know i mean my whole world was just kind of whatcom county and then you play some team from somewhere you know in the playoffs and and it's been fun playing other teams in other places and I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to this, this five game non-conference, real scattered group of teams. I think it'll be real fun for the kids, but if I had my, my way, it'd be stay here. Yeah. Well, and I saw, I saw Renton. Yeah. Renton. I saw them at the um, seven on seven tournament a couple of weekends ago. And uh, that is, that team is way more athletic than they have been in the last few years. They look way more organized. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited to see it because Renton's always had some athletes. They've just kind of, you know, it's always been hard to get everything together, you know, pull it all together. Now I, they didn't have the greatest day, but they were also playing against, you know, Blake Stevens. And <laughs> I think they're going to be a little bit more run heavy this year. Yeah. And, and I, I would agree with that, which is why I think seven on seven isn't a real good thing for them. You know um, I mean, you go back, you know, Bellevue for years when they were running the wing T, they used to do a ton of seven on seven stuff in the off season, but it was all basically around them wanting to play defense is, is, is all they did. It was crazy. I, I think mean, seven I, on seven is much more beneficial for defense than it is offense. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Cause I, I, I think with offense, you know, with the fact that the quarterback doesn't have to worry about having a pressure in his face the only thing for the defense that's always tough is without the threat of a run your linebackers never have to take a step forward you yeah. know so you, you you have to really you have to really put that into them like hey i i get it you don't have to have that run read we still need you to go through the process though yeah. still need you to step forward and do it but uh creamy always said it ain't football no he's right he's <laughs> He's right. And that's why, you know, coach, it's, it's one of those interesting things. I, I have people all the time tell me, you know, seven on seven is becoming AAU basketball. And I'm saying, no, it's not. It's, it's simply not because the fact of the matter is, is AAU basketball is still the exact same game. It's still the exact same game. The only thing you've done is basically put together all-star teams in a lot of cases, but you know what? That's not a terrible thing. Seven on seven is checkers and football is chess. Yeah. I, I would fully agree with that. I mean, there's, it's, yeah, I, I've, I've seen guys, you know, decent seven on seven coaches and then they get into the regular season and they can't they don't know how to call plays. They don't know how to set things up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's because, you know, and then obviously the other thing with seven on seven is basically everybody plays cover two man and that's about it. And it's like, yeah, well, what about the what about the other nine variations of cover two that you could run, you know, or but um, yeah, uh, Tyler, you got anything else? I got one more thing. Actually, oh, I like this because. One of our favorites on the show that we like to we like to tease a lot is uh, is our buddy Blake Whitman, and I know you coached with him for for four years. You got any good Blake Whitman stories? Oh, guy, uh, I actually just talked to him this afternoon. I'm sorry. <laughs> I my 
my wife's law office is right next to the insurance agency that he works at. And he texts me that I haven't come over to talk to him. I said, would you stop staring at my butt as I'm pulling weeds at her office? And, <laughs> you know, it's just a thing. But, you know, Blake, um, he, he's, he's just he just loves the game so much. The kids love him so much. And he's, he's such a humble servant. And just, I mean, he lives and breathe it, breathes it. Yeah. And, and he's, he's never thinking he can't learn more. Um, and um, I don't know, stories. Got a good one of Blake that I won't, uh, Vendale and I won't share due to his oh. gastrointestinal problems in my wife's minivan on the way back from a game. Um, let's see. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I can share any right now. I just think about that's that. That's totally one. fine. You know, I'm sure coach Whitman's going to call me as soon as this, he hears this. Yeah. And he's going to say, Oh, I'm, I'm tell, tell turf that I'm glad he didn't bring up whatever he was going to bring up because uh, no, we just love, you know, coach Whitman's a, you know, once football is rolling around, we're going to have some fun talks and they just love talk, talking high school football with a guy like that. So, you know, there, there was one time right away, like one of the first games I was coaching at Linden and uh, Blake Mendalen was up in the booth and uh, just talking, talk, 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 talk. And Cramey goes, uh, Mr. Mendalen, will you be speaking the entire game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Sorry, coach, sorry, coach. You know, but uh, yeah, his dry sense of humor. Um, hey, I would like to also acknowledge too, uh, the staff that I got this year. Yes. Um, I got some great, great guys. And I think you're going to see some great stuff from Kent Bauma, who classmate of mine. And I think the only guy who might have loved football as much as me, maybe even more. Um, he's just a great guy to have on staff. Nate Owen is also kind of defense coordinator-ish too, um, newer to the community because you have to, in order to be new to the community, you got to be here, you know, not within the last 20 years and related to everybody. Right. Uh, he's an airline pilot, just, you know, he threw, he flew fighter jets. So he's just still in cold. Right. Uh, but I got Jordan Kreider who was oh, quarterback at Linden. Yeah. Uh, Josh, before Josh Kraft and during Josh Kraft. Um, Joe Vanderpaul, who's been on LC staff before, and we got a bunch of other guys, you know, Butch Leibel, Preston Vanderveen, who played for me, Dylan Carhuff, Zach Sitma, who just got engaged, by the way. Oh, congratulations. Um, yeah, so got a bunch of really good guys. Uh, really looking forward to, to them because kids want to be around them. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And, Sounds and, like a good staff, too. Even some names I know. I, yeah, I, I, and, I and Eric Leibel and Kevin DeYoung are staying on. And and what they're going to really help with is everything, but also um, trying to get the whole 7 through 12, you know, going the, you know, going to the same verbiage and offense, defense, and so on. Nice. Awesome. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, anytime you can have that, uh, you know, solid – you know, what, six years of running the same stuff or, you know, maybe when you're in seventh grade, you're not running the exact same stuff, but you're running the bread and butter. Yeah. So that by the time you get up into high school, you've got, yeah, you, you, your freshman teams will, will benefit from that, uh, you know, as you go forward, but yeah. that's awesome. Tyler, do you got anything else? 
No, I think I think we're good. This is this is what I've been looking forward to for a while. And and coach, I've said it before, you know, when I see that there's a coach that steps down selfishly, I, I, I you know, I cross my fingers hoping that it's that whoever's coming in is going to be someone who knows what I'm doing, because I don't want to explain who I am, what I am uh, to someone from outside. So I was really excited when I saw that you got the job because uh, I didn't have to explain myself. I just walked over to you during a track and field event and said, congratulations, coach. Uh, can I be on huddle? And, yeah. you know, and, and from there it's uh, you know, it's, it, it this is going to be really cool. So uh, thank you. Well, very much. I, I would, I would appreciate if you just broke down all my games too. <laughs> I mean, you, you do it anyway, you're really good at it. And uh, I don't know what it costs me, but you know, feel free anytime. Like, yeah. Right. Let me know what you see. I mean, is there anybody, is there anybody in the County that's watched more film than you? Oh, I, man. I respect you know, everything that you've done. And I mean, as, as sharp as you are, give me the inside anytime you want and be careful what you suggest. Cause I'll probably do it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, in that case, run power, Tyler, tell him to run power. Yeah, that that's, yeah, that'd be right. So, you know, you, you should run a, a counter, like a counter tray against Baker first play just to, yep. cause, cause they see it, you know, I practice every day. So that'd, yeah. be, that'd be kind of funny. And you know what, run it against Royal. Cause they will run it nine times in a row if you don't stop it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Let me Google what counter tray means a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to pop up with the Redskins from 1983, John Riggins. Hey. Yeah. Speaking my language. That's some good stuff right there. All right. Well, coach, we'll let you get going. I'm sure uh, we will cross paths at some point. I, uh, I I plan on getting up that way for quite a few games this year. So, uh, well, thank you for your time. Uh, obviously, uh, Tyler, the next thing we have going on is we'll have uh, some team previews coming up here. Uh, actually, I guess it's a little further away now that I'm thinking about it. It's a couple of weeks away before we got some team previews, but that's kind of the next thing as far as the uh, Whatcom Preps podcast goes. So, uh, Coach, again, thank you for your time, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys so much, and thanks for all that you do. Kids love it. Thanks, Coach. Thanks.